We're here with Vance Day, the president of Promise Keepers. Now, Vance, this has been a very unusual year for, well, all of us. And because of the pandemic, Promise Keepers is having a change of plans for a major event. Tell us what's going on. Well, I appreciate the question. You know, a lot of men understand, you know, about the Promise Keepers back in the 1990s and how they were became, you know, excellent at producing and putting together major stadium events. I mean, you think about 1997, Promise Keepers did 22 NFL stadiums, filled them all, and then did, you know, the uh, Stand in the Gap, which had 1.2 to 1.4 million men showing up in D.C. But really, since that time, there hasn't been any big stadium events. So the new Promise Keepers is to bring back that aspect of things. Just do it once a year. So this year was uh, picked Dallas to to begin this process. So uh, 80,000 guys, Dallas Cowboys Stadium, right there in the heart of Dallas-Fort Worth area in Arlington. And so we planned for that, been working for two years, uh, you know, 25,000 tickets already spoken for, moving closer to the 80, and, and this virus thing came up. And I don't want to downplay that. I mean, people, you know, obviously there's been a lot of trauma and difficulty surrounding that. But it became pretty clear to us that the Texas government, uh, and particularly local government, wasn't going to allow 80,000 guys to gather together and, you know, cry and sweat and snot all over each other. And so we we made the decision, uh, I think wisely, and, and really we're excited about it, to delay that physical event for one year. So all the tickets that were sold, they just transferred to next year, July 16th and 17th. A little different time, but same place, same everything. And they actually get more tickets. They get an additional ticket for every ticket they bought. But the big news is, I think, we're, PK is going to do a global digital gathering on the same days, meaning July 31st, Friday night, and August 1st this year. And, and men can sign up for it in two ways. They can either go through the simulcast process and work with their church to take the simulcast, gather men together on those two days, in the evening, Friday evening, or Saturday morning, and they can gather together and, and worship and repent and enjoy teaching and really get fired up for doing what God called them to do. Or if, they can't, if they're not near a simulcast location or don't want to create one, then they can take a free uh, you know, live stream. A little more difficult, not the best quality, as, you, as everybody knows, but it's still a way to do it. And we expect hundreds of thousands of men to do that all across the world. So in a sense, perhaps more men can take part than originally intended? Yeah, we believe that this opportunity gives us more, op, more, more of a chance to touch more men with more ministry across the globe. Right now, for men who may be struggling with unemployment or financial difficulties or maybe a little marriage friction, they're working from home, and they're just kind of feeling like, you know, ah, I'm out of it. What is your advice to them for right now? Well, I, I would do two things. I mean, I'd, I'd suggest to men two things. One, understand the principle that what God allows in his wisdom, he could easily stop with his sovereign power. You know, this this COVID thing is not something that's surprising him, and and sometimes when when you know something invades our life like this little teeny virus, he allows it to jolt us out of you know the groove that we're in. Um, he he, whether it be you know financial reversal or loss, 
physical infirmity, whatever it may be, you know, sometimes the, the trial that God allows in our lives gives us a whole different perspective. I mean, that's what James 1 verse 2 is about, that he wants us to consider it all joy. I mean, all joy, jumping for joy, I guess my Greek buddies, you know, say, when we encounter various trials for the testing of our faith, because it really does bring about perseverance and long-suffering, and it makes us mature and complete. So look at it, men, as an opportunity to trust the Lord. I think of this story a friend, you know, shared with me just recently that there's a whole bunch of farmers back some years ago who put everything into planting cotton. And, and I mean, they, had, they were all in on cotton. And unfortunately, the bull weevil infestation happened, and it looked like they were just about to get destroyed financially. But, you know, farmers being in, in, ingenious and determined people said, you know, instead of cotton, how about we plant peanuts? And amazingly, the peanut crop brought twice as much more money as raising cotton did. And they totally shifted their perspective, and they were so grateful to God that they actually put together a monument of a bull weevil and <laughs> to say to the folks, you know, look what God did. And sometimes we have to, as men, receive what is coming at us and allow it to shift our perspective and join God in a great adventure to see what he's got new for us. That's what I'd say. To All right, I appreciate that. And, and as Promise Keeper is revitalizing, what is the, the, the vision for the ministry? What, what are you hoping PK can do? You know, if, I love going to events, um, but if PK is just about an event, then I'd attend, but I certainly don't want to lead it. If, though, Promise Keepers is a vehicle for God Almighty to, to create um, a catalytic event which sparks a movement, which leads to revival, and then eventually leads to a great awakening, then I'm all in. Men are desperate. Men have a calling. But unfortunately, a lot of men aren't, they just have no idea how to be a man because nobody's mentored them. They've never been discipled in what a biblical man looks like, that he is a servant king, a priest and a prophet for those who, who God has placed under his jurisdiction, under his authority, and that his job is to sacrifice himself for those that, that God has brought into his family. He truly is to provide and protect, partner, to plan with them and promote them. That's our job. And so when men get that vision and they begin to operate with the biblical worldview and a, and a loving perspective and serving those in their family, it changes that fi- family dynamic. And, of course, that impacts the church, it impacts their community, and it eventually will impact their culture. So we believe Promise Keepers, along with thousands of other ministries, is called to encourage men to understand that their identity flows from Christ and when that occurs, we understand our purpose in life and eventually our destiny. All right. Vance Day, the president of Promise Keepers, we thank you so much for talking with us. 